just a little disclaimer here. I do speak about briefly domestic violence. If that's a trigger for you, I would advise to skip this installment and I will catch you at the next one. Hey, what's up, guys? Anthony again with the another installment. I know y'all tired of fuck with me right now. Lord have mercy. I'm tired of me. I'm tired of hearing my ramblings. Just kidding. I like to hear myself talk. Um, <laughs> uh, listen. Uh, I was gonna do a certain particular installment today. Right now, on my way to work, I gotta start recording while I'm at work. Cause I know y'all tired of hearing that fucking um you know, car sound, but I don't know, on my way to work, it's like, I don't know, prime time for me to do these things, I don't know, I just feel more, whatever, I guess when I'm home, I'm always consumed with something, you know, oh, busy guy, um, like we all, all right, like I'm fucking special, uh, but check it, so, you know, this, this segment is, you know, it's gonna be earthly, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it with some spiritual type shit, right? Um, so, um, a friend of mine who don't listen to this podcast, thank God. Um, so he, he's going through something, right? So, you know, apparently his, this, uh, long time girlfriend of 10 years, um, is seeing another man, you know, seeing another man, like, like openly, like, like taking pictures with dude, hosting it, you know, and, um, my buddy, I'm, I will say, you can tell he's a genuinely good guy, he is, he's not a bad guy, he's a good guy, but he has some issues. Alright. Little mentally unstable in my opinion. Um little mentally unstable. Unstable. Is it unstable or unstable? I'll go with unstable. That sounds like more right than wrong. But they're unstable and you know, they live together, they have a kid, who's young. And he's a very angry dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a he has a natural rage in him. And, um, you know, and so I've been around them when they, you know, they argue and they are, they argue terribly, you know, it's a way to argue, you know what I mean? It's a way to respectfully argue, but they argue, argue terribly. And when they argue, she say things like, you know, I, I guess he, he's been knowing she's been seeing some guy or something and she'll say things like, Oh, I should send him over here to whip your ass. Like, let me tell you something. Like, like she knows, you know, the hit those points. Like, she says things like that. But up to recently, it's now, it's like public knowledge at this point that she's actually seen this whole guy. She stays out all night, literally to the next day. And my buddy, you know, he doesn't have a job. You know, he's really depressed. He's super depressed. And, you know... Ladies, just like if the relationship isn't working anymore, um, you know, um, unfortunately, you have to tread lightly. 
because this guy, you know, if I ever hear something that happened with him and her, I would not be surprised. And he's not the kind of guy I can talk to about about these things, you know, because really, like, when you try to when you talk to him, he doesn't take accountability for his contributions to anything. Like, everything is always something or somebody else. Like, he talks very much so in the victim mentality. Like, he doesn't own up to any of his behaviors or, or contributions to the problem. And I was just saying, ladies, like, the way his, his lady is doing it, don't do it that way. Because, unfortunately, we live in a society where, you know, men are, we, we're, we're, we are fragile. I'm not going to lie. We're fragile. You know, there are certain points I know my woman ever wanted to, like, pierce. There's some things you can say to me that strikes the core of what a man is that is unrepairable. You can't repair that. You can't even redeem from it. Um, removing our masculinity by saying you're going to have some guy that you're essentially fucking to come and beat me up. That That's, you know. And luckily, I don't really surround myself with this type of drama. Um, really. I really, you know, don't surround myself with it. But ladies, just tread lightly. If, if, if the shit ain't working no more, leave. You know? And not that leaving sometimes we even solve it because, you know, we're seeing when guys just come back and, and, and do things. Um, um, but don't do it like that. Tread lightly. And in that relationship, I can honestly say that not like mine is perfect, of course, and we have our issues, but they, they both, him and his lady, they both don't have the ability to have constructive arguments they don't know how to communicate they just yell at each other like they just yell demean each other i mean yelling and be like you know he called her bitches and hoes when they argument she called him every name and she gaslights him she you know she laughs at him when he's in the midst of a fit or like a rage whatever and um i'm a little scared for her i'm gonna be, be real with you I'm a, I'm a little concerned now that Everybody, like a lot of people now know that this is going on because, you know, your lady is promoting and praying around with another man openly. Just leave, you know, just, just leave. Or the bare ass minimum, keep that shit to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, don't go out and parading that around because now, should men do these things? No, but we live in a real world where it happens. And because it happens, you have to protect yourself and your child. Again, not to say he's gonna do anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did, you know? And um, like, there's no level of nurturing in their relationship. Um, you know, I don't know. And, and I, I just bring this up. Um, because, uh, you know, I just kind of was made aware of the situation and like, like very, very recently, uh, maybe about 30 minutes before I started recording. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it's concerning, it's, it's, it's concerning for me. Um, and uh, again, ladies, just please just, you know, protect yourselves. You know, don't, don't try to think what he won't do based upon his potential freedom or not. 
because when when you know certain people who are a little mentally unstable, which I would definitely classify him as, you know, there there is no limit. We see it every day on the news, every day on the news. You know, um, I had a personal friend of mine who died from domestic violence, where you know she was gonna leave her husband because he was doing all kind of crazy stuff. And he literally went home, shot and killed her, shot and killed himself right in front of the kids. You know, and she's gone. You know what I mean? Um, of course, you don't wish it on anybody, but you got to protect yourself. Um, um, but for the for the most part, the the, the, the nature of the, the installment I wanted to do was talking about, um, you know, uh, relationships kind of well I guess it is I hate talking about relationships right um gross um but just some new so I just wanted to start off with that like again I'm saying one more time ladies please protect yourselves don't move like this young lady is moving it's just it's not smart it's just not smart um you gotta know who you're dealing with and, and who she's dealing with it's just not a smart move you shouldn't do it, period. You know, if you're going to separate from somebody, just fucking separate. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of this stuff starts, like, well before. You know what I mean? About communications and, and, and you know, we all bring back into relationships. But just try to bring on carry-ons instead of full-on big-ass luggages. Because you're just going to be in a room of luggage and, and baggage and issues and whatever, try, you know, if you can, minimize that shit before you intertwine your space and start relating with someone and procreating. It's, it's like, it's, these issues with them started 10 years ago, you know? Um, anyway, enough of them, right? It was just a PSA uh, about that. But, so, I changed my perspective on some things. Um, I was never a, uh, with the idea, rather, of, so, on Facebook years ago, somebody put something in the group that was like, what's the most powerful thing on earth? And somebody said, love, oh my God. I, when I say, you know, they say you ran to the comments, I'm like, bruh, like, I, I went on this long monologue <laughs> How that's not true, how love is not needed, love is not real. It's a Superman made up thing. And this was my position, guys, up until very extremely recently. I even told my fiance at one point, you know, we were talking years ago and she was like, you know, do you love me? Which is, she wasn't asking me for confirmation, but we we're just kind of talking about it, about love whenever. And I was like, eh, I'm like, you know, I don't believe in love. Like, you know, like, whatever. And I actually said that to an actual person. Whom I st- I'm still with, good grief. Um, but I, I, I went to my mental warehouse. I pulled out that file of love, and I had to remove it. And my new position on it is um, love is a absolute, I believe, real thing. Um, guys, I gotta stop smoking cigars. Like, I, at, at some point, it's a very expensive habit. And I just love to record and smoke cigars. Like, uh, I don't know. On my way to work. Um, whatever. Uh, so I'm trying to talk in between puffy. You know what I mean? It's like so stupid. Just stop. Just don't smoke a cigar 
while you record it. It's not that hard. Mm, maybe it helps. But um, love is a real thing. But my position on it, though, is I don't think the essence of love lives here. I don't think the essence of what love truly is and the force behind it um, is on Earth. Um, I think we only receive we only receive the residue of such a large complexity uh, concept or the energy or the force of what the essence of love is. You know, uh, and, and I think when you are truly um, in love with someone, it means on a different plane or realm of existence, who we are that's controlling this avatar, those two individuals, and it doesn't have to be romantic either. Those two individuals have to both be in the place where love dwells, right? If love in these other, these other places in a castle or a fort or a cave, both parties to experience this, to, to experience the residue of what love is has to both be in that place. And a metaphor, and a metaphorical string lets down to the avatars, us, that allows us to play it out to where we can um, interpret it and or understand it. Um, I think I I told my fiance this. I said, um, I said, uh, uh, recently, I'm like, you know, I'm now I'm thinking about it that I actually really truly was in love with you and your essence about three years ago before I I believe I earthly cared for you which is very superficial you know it's not unconditional um, hell, even now it's not unconditional I don't think that's a parameter of love is unconditional because you know you don't take you won't take disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't gonna happen. I don't care how spiritually we're, we're we're bonded. I'm not gonna take a string of disrespect from anybody. You know, but you know because with her, you know, I realized I, often I would fantasize. Not fantasize. I would think about the future, and and, and I do that often, which is not so good. But I think about the future a lot. And a lot of times when I'm thinking about us and her, I'm more so thinking about, uh, what are you trying to do, bro? Um, I'm thinking more so about her and my desire for her to operate, <coughs> excuse me, from a, um, a balanced place in life without me. It's like, I'm not nowhere in the, in the equation. Like, you know, you know, I want her to flourish in the way that was predetermined for when she got here like that's my desire for her and my desire is to, is to get her is to play my part to help her get there being with me or not with me like that's irrelevant for me like I, I will be okay in a crowd and just watching her move and sit in her um, divinity and her femininity and 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 embracing life like to me that's enough like I, I will be I would that will put a bow on I will be happy with that and so um, for me 
you know, that's the reason why, one reason why, I know that I'm truly in love with her because I'm, I'm not in love with her for what she does for me. It's inconsequential, inconsequential to me what she does for me. Like, you know, the, you know, you know, the cooking and the cleaning, inspiring. I mean, that stuff is nice and, you know, and, and all that. But for me, how she can show the reception from love is to operate herself in a, in where she, how she needs to in a divine way. Mm. Yeah. So, um. Right, so a lot of times, you know, you, you hear people, man, they fall in love every three months, you know, and you know, I, I love this person, and it's like, I understand, like, you know, society, that's kind of how society works, you know what I mean, it, it, it goes in that way, but then that's why you see people, you know, uh, together, but don't like to be around the, the person, you know, you're together, you don't like talking to them, you know, you don't confide in them, they know nothing about you, really, I've been there. I told women I loved them in the past, and child, <laughs> and I thought I did because it's a social order of things, right? You be with somebody, you like them, and then you have to then love them eventually, right? If not, you know, said person will feel like, well, what's the punishment being to get if you don't love me? So love is like this thing that has to be imprinted on a person, you know, to show the validity of your care for that person. Um, I've, you know, I've never been in love with anybody until, you know, I said three months, three years ago, when I had to go back and realize, okay, this is, and again, this is, this came from a channel, it's not me just talking shit, um, this, this came, came from a channel that I had about this concept, and again, it was something I didn't want to hear, because I, I was already resolute in what I was thinking about it, and I wasn't in a position to change it, really, like, I didn't, I wasn't desiring to, and now uh, it just came to me, and I had to ponder on it, and that's what I came up with, um, uh, so, you know, I'm not with the mundane stuff and, you know, the mundane behaviors. Um, now, I want something real and, and and I have it. And again, that's not to say we're going to be together forever. Because, that, again, that's not the purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can, you know, we can move on. We can, we can find other loves. It's not just one love you can have on this place. You know what I'm saying? Um, she is who I'm in love with now and vice versa. And with her, I will always be in love with her. Like, if we even, even if we break up, you know, because it, like, being together forever is, is, is not a thing because we die, right? So, obviously, being in love forever is not a thing. We die and the other person has to move on if we want, um, XYZ. So, me being with her, her with I, is not, that's not a, a telltale sign that people are together their entire lives and don't and don't even sleep in the same bed don't even talk to each other you see a lot of old couples like that like they, they don't even talk and i i know of some uh i ain't gonna say it. i know they won't listen but i think their fucking kids will probably listen mm. well they know it too because they're the one who told me right so who gives a fuck but um yeah man you know you have to be selective um Actually, no, it's not. 
it's not that we can be selective. What you have to do, what you have to be, is open and receptive to what's going to be presented to you, and be in a balanced place to where you can receive and understand what's going on. That's why I believe spirituality is important. Not that we all got to go seek out spiritual concepts, because you know we all operate on our time, and you know sometimes even in a whole lifetime here. To be in balance and spiritual may not be at the goal. And so I'm not the one who's sitting trying to preach, preach to people about being spiritual and all that. Fun. No, fuck that shit. Do, do you. You know, do you. I just would like, like to see people operating in their balanced self. And if balanced self is away from spiritual concepts, albeit, it's like, so what? You know, um, if you are fucking, you know, a hoodlum in the street or a freaking in the sheets, you know, a sex worker or whatever, if that's your balance, so be it. And um, that's just my perspective on, on that concept. But that, that, that brings me to another topic um, also. Now you hear people all the time saying things like, or trying to advocate for people to stop doing something. Oh, oh stop being in the street. Stop gangbanging. Stop um, sleeping around, stop, whatever, stop selling drugs, and, and what I realized that with people that say, that say that, you want them to conform to how you are, and what makes you comfortable, you know, selling drugs, you know, just to stop, so, you're going out and telling these young kids, right, these young dudes out here, and girls, manly guys, out here, oh, stop slanging, stop, you know, selling drugs, get out the trap house, all this shit. But give them no fucking other, other alternative. These motherfuckers, in, you know, from scamming all this shit, it's making thousands of dollars a fucking week. You know what I'm saying? Five, $6,000 a week doing this illegal activity. Now, cause and effect, illegal, illegal, illegal activity ends up in your lack of freedom. I get all that. But... Yeah, man. Get, okay, get out the street and get out to and do what? Do what? Work at McDonald's for three hundred dollars every two weeks. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not providing a salute, a real. Okay, stop. Okay, okay. What you gonna do? You gonna teach me real estate? You you gonna give me? You gonna just give me? You know, a hard loan so I can start flipping houses? You know what I'm saying? Like. So your alternative is leave this money alone, but for some more, so for some more reason that you think is a moral reason. So I'm gonna stop doing this to make you comfortable. That that's the way you're formatted, not I. You know, people want people to change to make them comfortable. And yeah, I'm not advocating the street life, nothing like that. I know why it's not beneficial. You know what I mean? But I can't go to a dude and tell him, hey, hey, man, that's not beneficial for you. It's not working for you. He's like, well, nigga, I, I, I was raised poor. And this, this, this money, I brought my mom my house. What can, what can you tell that dude? Hey, for more reasons that I believe is moral, stop and go get an honest job. Man, come on, man. It's, it's just it's foolishness. You know, if for guys who advocate for people to get out the street like that, well, ha have a backup plan. Well, help them with something. You know, be, you know, get them a business, uh, a business coach. Have them uh, give them some some foundational money to start a business, to start a car wash or a fucking what's a habit, whatever. But don't just say it because it's lazy. It's lazy, and you're trying to imprint your way of things on other people. 
If you have a solution, great. If you don't, essentially shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And stop trying to imprint your morality on the people. A young lady out here just sleeping around, sleeping around, sleeping around. Okay, give her the tools to understand that she's more valuable than that. You know what I'm saying? Not again. If, if you're if you're around here fuck because you like to fuck, who am I? You know what I'm saying? I I met I, I knew this girl. I dated this girl a long time ago, and you know she was just a person um, who enjoyed having sexual encounters with other people. It was it normally you know when a lot of when women or in guys because I, I was there. Trust me, are giving up their bodies, you know, for multiple people with sex, it's normally from a, pl- a place of trauma or, or a place of lack, you know? Lacking something, and that makes you, it's a drug, makes you feel good. But some people, hmm, just want to fuck for the sake of fucking. Because they like it, it feels good. Fucking feels good, you know? And so who am I to say, because, you know, I don't think women should be, blah, blah, blah. fuck you, like, you know? Fuck you. And so and she explained it to me. She was like, listen, I was raised well. I had both parents in the house. Loved them dearly. They, they did an awesome job raising me. I just like to have sex with, with, with multiple people. And I'm very honest about it. And I and I tell potential partners I'm safe. I practice safe sex. Who am I? You know what I'm saying? And I dated her for about, you know, about, about four or five months. I, I respected it. Like, oh own it, you know, so, you know, be careful, you, you just bark and shit at people, um, to make them fit your mold of doing things, because they're not like you, and you're not them, you don't have their experiences, uh, you don't have, you don't have it, so just be careful with that, because it, it, it's, it's obnoxious, actually, it, it's very obnoxious, um, yeah, I'm not gonna make this one long, you know what I mean, I always say that, but then I look up, it's like fucking 40 minutes, I'm like, shit, um, but, yeah, so that's there's that's that, right? And so um, the next thing I, I wanted to uh, discuss. Sometimes I wish I can like you know transition to another like topic like smoothly, but guys, uh, that would take so much energy from me to even try to do that. So that's why I just cut the topic off and switch to the next one because we got time for all that, right? Um, and again, I want to thank everybody for listening because I, I mean. I, I, people are listening and it, it still surprises me um, but people people listen people give me feedback you know over this past week you know um, I had almost like 200 you know listeners and you know gained some more followers and so good shit right um, I have an installment called Cataclysm 222222 <laughs> Which it's just only silence. Uh, it's only silence, and um, <laughs> it's silence for two minutes and twenty-two seconds. Um, and it was from last year on February twenty-second, twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty-two. And uh, I see people, you know, I see how many people listen to it. Everybody's like, "Fuck, what is this shit?" This guy is some Pootie Tang. You know what Pootie Tang? When he had that silent track where he didn't say anything on it. So, it just be being just fucking extra, whatever. But whatever. I think it's funny every time I see those numbers grow. I feel like people will click on it, but like, <coughs> and then get to the to the end part, like, fuck, really? 
you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, the next uh, topic I want to discuss was shadow questions, right? So I I have a very intimate uh, relationship with my shadow self. Um, I hear him. I'm aware of him. I know when he is talking. Sometimes I don't because, you know, he, she sounds like you. It sounds like just some fucking thoughts you're having. And I assure you, it is not just your thoughts you're having. It's your shadow self. And so a good um, way to realize your shadow self. Uh, oh, damn, she's beautiful. Good grief. Wow. Gorgeous. Um, is to ask questions. Not really to yourself. You know what I mean? Because when you ask questions, these, these type of shadow questions to yourself, you're formulating the answer before you finish the question. And so with that, you have to be careful because your shadow self can use that to his advantage. It knows you. Like, don't get it wrong. It knows you very well. Yeah, you share the same thoughts in the same space in the mind. He knows you. He know how to bullshit so you can bullshit yourself. So you got to be careful when you ask yourself these questions. It's always a great idea to have someone ask these questions to you um, so you can come up with a more authentic answer. And so when the questions get proposed, you know, you, you will have an answer in your head. Then you, then you will think of another answer that, you know, pacifies, you know, because who wants to, you know, admit certain dark uh, or perceived dark dark thoughts or negative thoughts, right? So if you have the ability, this is for people who have the ability and the desire to truly want to, um, you know, see and understand their shadow self. So if you're not really into that, I wouldn't advise it because you're just going to bullshit yourself. You're going to, you're going to, the answer is going to be what you want to hear, what's conducive for your lifestyle, right? Often shadow questions reveal things that's not conducive for your lifestyle is the shit that you don't want to do or in or entertain so be careful with that but anyway shadow questions is like um why nobody like you um why do you why you why you don't like standing sideways in the mirror no why, why don't you talk to your mother you know what I mean? Or um, why, do, why don't you love yourself? Why are you unwanted? Why nobody wants you? Right? And so these questions are important because what the shadow self does is it, it, its job is to um, have control over you and possess it. Um, really fast. I, it, it, with the shadow self, so the shadow self, um, uh, I, I forget. Is it is this is it narcissism? Is I think this 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 name comes from narcissism. It's called the demiurge. The demiurge are these these beings that they came down and went into the animals of the planet, which was man, and right to to make to make us how we are aware and and these things these these things, and then the the divine spark from Mother Sophia which is our souls also inhabited the same animal. 
So, you know, you have your shadow self demiurge and your higher consciousness, the divine spark, both battling in your mind for supremacy or to reign supreme, right? One cannot do without the other. You cannot get rid of the shadow self or the demiurge. It's impossible. But you have to, um, you have to understand his his or her voice. And so when you ask these questions, because what their purpose is again is to take dominion over you, to suppress the the, the higher consciousness of yourself. So it it will take a perceived fear, a perceived um, uh, issue you have, magnify it, glue it to your personality, and make that your thing. So it's, it's normally what you fear. If you guys watch the movie Revolver with Jason Statham, I, I mention this movie often, maybe not on this on the, on this podcast, but it's one of my favorite movies. But anyway, this guy takes, 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 I don't mind his name. Get the fuck, right? It's whatever. Well, I gotta go through a goddamn name. The main character, the Jason Statham character in the, in the movie, he, um, the whole movie, things are happening, but he has a like. So it's like you're hearing his thoughts when things are happening, and then so he had this primordial fear. He has this whole gangster guy, you know what I mean? But he had this primordial fear of um of of elevators, and the third act of the movie towards the end, he was on the elevator. He he had to go up there to confront the antagonist or whatever um so in it, so he's freaking out on the elevator and then he started to breathe and then he says i hear you because all his thoughts were saying oh my god you're gonna suffocate you're gonna suffocate it's gonna drop it's gonna fall da, da, da. then he stops and he's like i hear you and then his thoughts are like what They're like i hear you then it showed like a metaphorical another version of himself in the elevator was like, hey, you know, what's up, Jake? You know, hey, what's up, man? Like, you know, he was like, yeah, I need to get rid of you. And because the issues he had in the whole movie was based upon this voice in his head. And and he was like, oh, you can't get rid of me. I'm your best friend. Meaning like, I, I've been here for you. It's me, 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 me. You know, he was getting angry. He was like, um, he was like, I'm coming for you. And the thing just, you know, the other verses is just wildly thrashing around the elevator and disappears. And so Jake opens his eyes like, oh man, I confronted it and, and it's over. He's gone. Then he popped out of nowhere. Boom. I'm not gone. I can't go. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your best fucking friend. That's how he says it. Really cool. Best fucking friend. And so you can't get rid of it, but you have to understand it you have to put it on chains and use it to your benefit i use my shadow man to my benefit um like i would a a a guard dog you know and so he gets on top of the elevator he goes to the big boss the antagonist while he's in bed and he goes kneel down to his to the guy's feet and says listen i'm sorry for everything i've ever done to you you're better than me in every facet your shadow self doesn't want that. It doesn't want you on the metaphorical elevator. It doesn't, it doesn't want you to go back to school. It doesn't want you to confront your past. It don't, doesn't want you to heal from your trauma. It doesn't want that because it uses that to control you. So as he's doing this, the guy gets up like, what the 
fuck? And so Jake walks out, go back on the elevator. He's like in this way of like, I've won. And the antagonist was, um, what the fucking guy name? He, he died last year, man. Fuck. Uh, oh, it escapes me, man. This guy, uh, uh God, it escapes me. Famous actor guy. He, he died last week in Puerto Rico uh, while recording a movie. But, so he rushes to the elevator with a gun in his drawers. And he pointing the gun at, at the Jake. And Jake is standing in the elevator. And the guy was like, who the fuck you think you talking to? Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to shoot and I'm going to kill you. Da, 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 da. And the main character is standing there. And so the dude starts saying, fear me. Because that's what his shadow man needed. Was people to fear. Have, have that control of fear. And so when he saw that Jake was no longer afraid. He started to cry. And kept saying whispering. Fear me. Fear me. Fear me. Because you didn't realize he also had his shadow self. And Jake getting the elevator and whatever. This movie also has uh, Andre 3000 in it. Which operated. I'm not going to say all that. I'll get down that whole path of that movie. It's a dope movie. But your shadow self don't want you to confront these things. And so when you access set questions, when you ask these questions and truly desire to get the right, like to get a true answer or a sense of a true answer, it will pull you away from it. It'd be like, nah, nah. So why are you unwanted? Why do you feel unwanted rather? And then and you keep asking. And then when you hear these answers and get the answer, and then when, when you cringe or when you flinch, or when you like grimace, that's when you hitting some shit. When you grimace and like, oh, like when, when it hurt, when you want to cry, that's the answer. If you're not getting that, more than likely, you, that's your shadow man telling you something. Why you unwanted? Okay, oh, nobody can handle me. Eh, you know, it, that's that caters to your ego, which is a puppet of the shadow self. You know what I mean? Your ego. But when you like want to cry, your belly hurts, your your chest get heavy, you know, that big lump in your throat, that answer is the is the metaphorical elevator for you to get on. Um, I don't know who can actually somebody in your life that you trust enough to ask you these in-depth questions. And don't give them a fucking list of questions because you're gonna know the answer before you they even ask it. I don't know how that's gonna work for you. Fucking figure it out. Who knows? Uh, if you're like, I can fucking ask you the fucking questions. If you guys want me to ask you the fucking questions, literally DM me. I can fucking call you and we'll fucking, I'll fucking ask you to answer you, ask the questions for you. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. Uh, DM me, uh, fucking, uh, anti everything podcast. Say, hey, hit me up, ask me some questions. I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, for free too. You ain't even got to goddamn charge me. Um, well, I got, I don't have to charge you. Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking pay for me to ask you questions. That's that's dumb. Um, but uh, the shadow work is very important. It's not for the faint of heart. If you ain't ready for it, if you okay with how things are flowing, please stay that way because it will fuck you up. You have to be ready for it. So if you're ready for it, you know what I'm saying. Entertain uh, those notions. But if you're not ready for it, again, it will it will in real life fuck you up. Um, so I, I don't, um, advise you to, to go down that path if you don't necessarily have to. Uh, anyway, that's my spiel for the day. 
Anthony with another installment of Anti-Everything. Stay weird as fuck.